0: Final corner, Max Verstappen emerges in front. Such a close battle once again. It's Max Verstappen that wins out. He takes
1: victory in the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. (laughs) Nice. That was good. Wow, that was close. Wow. Unbelievable. Well done, Max. Great great job. Well done, Max.
2: That was nice.
3: Hello and welcome to F1 Nation coming to you live from the paddock of the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. And what a paddock it is, TC. It's absolutely stunning here. A grass on the walls around us, which is slightly confusing, but a great vibe down here at Red Bull because finally they finished in the points and a great haul of points too. A win for Max Verstappen and P4 for Sergio Perez, who you'd have to say was incredibly unlucky tonight.
4: Oh, Pinks. I mean, let's just talk about the racing at the end of that Grand Prix. I mean, playing cat and mouse on the DRS line, Leclerc and Verstappen, absolutely on the limit. Max actually said after the race that it was for, it was just quality laps at the end, quali laps, yeah, quality laps. And when did we last see that at an end of a stint that we saw quality laps? It was
3: so good. And actually the drivers were unanimous in their approval of these new regulations because they are working.
4: Yeah, two races in, We've seen great racing at both events. And let's not forget, this is a street track, a street track with walls. So there's no runoff. You need a clear advantage. My goodness, <laughs> it's all happening. It's, that's start. Christian We're Horner.
3: In. Paul Christian, quick, quick, quick. One minute, yeah, go, quick, quick, go, quick. go.
4: Christian, how pleasing to get some points on the board, hey? Well, it's great to be on the board. I think
1: after the difficulties of last weekend, the bounce back from the team was outstanding. You know the the support we had from the factory throughout the week, the mechanics, the engineers, the way that they've worked on you know, these cars, in difficult conditions, um, have been absolutely you know, first class. And you know, that race today, Max paid them back the best way possible with a, with a gr- great victory. I mean, it was so such a competitive race between ourselves and Ferrari today. It was just really fine margins.
4: Were you sweating a bit at the end after the reliability problems
1: last week? I was just relieved to see the checkered flag. I'd, I'd like to have seen it about three laps earlier.
3: You've got to feel sorry for Checo, though. I mean, so unlucky. There was no more he could have done, was there?
1: Des- desperately unlucky for Checo. I mean, he, he made the start. He was controlling the race. He, he would have won that race, I think, without that safety car intervention. So, but, you know, sometimes they work for you. Sometimes they go against you. But, you know, desperately unlucky on what had been a really competitive weekend for him.
4: How is Checo after the race, by the way? Is he massively disappointed or is he quite level about it? He's disappointed,
1: but he's, he's level about it. He understands there's nothing, nothing we could have done and I think when he reflects on the whole weekend, you know, that, that blistering pole position, his first ever, he'll take a lot of confidence out of this weekend. He was quick in the race as well. That first stint, you know, he had everybody covered. So um, frustrating for him, but, but, you know, he'll still take a lot out of it.
3: Now you need to run and do your team photo. Don't ask him any more okay. questions. No, 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 That's just true. cheeky. It's you true. Don't be cheeky. He's They're all it. going past
1: Christy. to about the lovergram.
4: Okay. So well, that That's is a up. Lee Mackenzie. <laughs>
3: what a stitch up. In you wondering. My gorgeous friend Lee Mackenzie joins us now. Uh, we'll
5: ignore what Christian just said. Um, I feel I should maybe enlighten you because it's probably not as bad as he's made it out to be. Christian calls my Instagram the Lovergram <laughs> Uh, he has actually asked to appear on the Lovergram, so it can't be that bad. But he basically thinks that I'm just like running around having the time of my life, not really doing like you know what people would class as a proper job, just because I get to go to lots of lovely sports and things. Yeah, Why?
4: Have you just given yourself a job description in that yeah, very? That's de- <laughs> what my CV says.
3: <laughs> so Lee, have you enjoyed this weekend? I mean, it's been a slightly strange one. We need to be honest about that. Um, it started off quite an odd atmosphere you'd have to say in the paddock and uh, and yet uh, a great race at the end to
5: celebrate and uh, make the most of and hopefully we all leave here with good memories what was so nice to see today was we were talking about great motor racing that's what we should always be doing in sport talking about the sport that we're all here to enjoy and to love and it's a difficult dangerous racetrack it always feels to me you know you're kind of if you're at home watching it you're probably hiding behind your sofa if you're in a commentary box you're probably doing the same when i say dangerous i don't mean unnecessarily dangerous and if my colleague uh, david Cothard was here he would basically tell us toughen up this is what racing drivers do you need a bit of danger you need a bit of this and we see it through different eyes are you two telepathy mr Cothard, happy birthday
0: good evening how are you 49 apparently I'm counting back from now on, definitely, I'm not 51. What are your thoughts on this racetrack, DC? Well, it looks really uh, eye-openingly fast. Uh, it looks very challenging, not much room for error. It's part of the challenge of Formula One. And what I did love is to see all the drivers pretty inaccurate at the end of it, pretty exhausted, because for so long in the hybrid era, they, they weren't even sweating at the end of the Grand Prix. That not to take away from their skills, but it was a management formula for a long part of, uh, of that era and we're now back to hard racing, fast racing, and pushing the car
4: to the limit. And I see, fantastic. Let's focus on the race. Uh, Lee, who was your driver of the day?
5: Uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, I suppose you would focus on, uh, bravely I'll choose either Max Verstappen or Charles Leclerc, because what I actually loved to see was not just winning a race, but the tactics and strategy and having spoken to both team bosses at ferrari and here at red bull they didn't really know that was going to happen these drivers just found their own way who doesn't want to lead into a specific corner on a racetrack to then sort of uh, catapult themselves forward for the next it's just really intriguing to see it so i mean you'd have to say max because he ultimately won it and what i like to see is he was so patient, maybe in previous races, previous years, he would have been, you know, elbows out, charging through. But he actually played the long game, and the long game is what got him to the front at the right time. DC, your driver of the day?
0: I would say Max Leclerc. I think that uh, he definitely, <laughs> he definitely delivered either that, or you've got to go with, you know, Charles Verstappen. They were just uh, exceptional, the two of them. And you know, picking up what Lee has said, their 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 ability to think so clearly about how to go racing even if it's compromising the total lap time, uh, it's all about track position and that's some another thing that's been entered to, to racing because of this racetrack that we won't necessarily see in uh, Melbourne
4: What about Sergio
0: Perez? I feel for Sergio, brilliant job on Sunday probably the lap of his career the racing gods decided that it wasn't meant to be
4: Yeah but just the weekend, do you think that's his best weekend in Formula 1 and I include his victories in that?
0: Well, it's difficult to say, isn't it? You know, he definitely delivered on one lap in qualifying, and that got him into the pole position. But I, I don't want to, I think he's, he's got a great opportunity this year to show us that it wasn't just a flash in the pan to deliver that, that lap in quality.
5: What's interesting is uh, for me that, you know, Max had had several years within this team to build up the confidence and knowing everybody at Red Bull. But in actual fact, you know, Ceco, this is only his second year. He's actually almost, for the first time ever, got a bit of a a blank canvas to... (laughs) Where's this chatterbox that's just turned? It doesn't matter. Please speak. I would much prefer to listen to Lando than actually hear myself.
3: I'd like to listen to you, Lee.
5: I would too, But we have
3: been joined by Lando Norris now, who is celebrating... His first points of the season. Woo! Um,
4: celebrating, yeah.
3: Yeah, I can well see it. Big time. i have a
6: water.
4: <laughs> <laughs> How much of a surprise is this result? P7, I should add.
6: I mean, after last week, you would say it's a surprise. But um, this week, our pace has been much better. So maybe not the biggest. Uh, but I'm happy with it. Like, I feel bad that I have to be happy with a P7. So overall, yeah. happy with your race weekend,
4: but frustrated with where the car's at, right?
6: I mean, the car's in exactly the same position as Bahrain. That's the problem. Um, If we went back to Bahrain, we'd still be out in Q1 and we'd be fighting for 16th and 17th like we were. It's just this this track uh, suits our car a lot more, suits the medium and high speed, but um, it's just a difference. Like the car is literally exactly the same. So I guess we know a little bit more where our strengths are, but uh, our weaknesses are the slow speed corners and we're a very, very long way off still at the
4: minute oh albert park's got a few of them although it's a bit well, quicker this year
6: isn't it changed. yeah it's a yeah. smoother surface so i'm hoping the new one will be better for us than the old one
4: yeah well look i've uh,
3: got a flight to catch
4: well and oh, talk on, I'm on max's flight so oh,
3: max oh, air max he can celebrate That's all he easy. wants
4: of course you're on air max because you're heading back to monaco how's life down there you enjoying it
6: it's i mean i've not actually been there that much that much at the minute you know a lot of days just preparing for the season and we've been away the last three weeks or so so um, a few downtime down days, one day at McLaren and then uh, off to um, Australia already on Saturday. So, any still golf not long, in between
3: but... can we get around in?
6: Uh, 100%. Yes! Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday <laughs> I'll be playing golf. So <laughs> You're joking, right? No. No,
3: no, no. no. <laughs> you love
6: it. I'm addicted. I guess, like, people being addicted to other things in life, like
4: golf is my addiction at it's the minute. it's a bad
3: advice. Oh,
4: Lando, well, look.
3: Well, <laughs> well done, done today. I mean, yeah.
4: Well done. Great race. Um, hey and these cars are good to race right? Yeah, better. Yeah yeah.
6: I mean it's like it's better for some things but it, it like it's worse in other reasons because once you overtake you can't just drop the guy behind as easily. Yeah, but we like that. I know I know it's good for you it's bad for the guy who's just overtaken because uh, the next lap is a lot easier for the guy to get back You've past done you. you
3: only only half the job.
6: Exactly. But yeah, it makes for a better show and that's the whole part of it, it adds to the rate adds to the racing so um I think it's just more fun. It makes it a lot more enjoyable for us. We're not going to like Oh, we've got a whole race of just sitting behind each other, not doing anything. Like now we can actually look forward to some good battles and you can have a chance to go forward as well, which is always nice.
5: Even though I'm a guest on this, I'm now hijacking by asking. I love it, I love it. Um, you're sitting here looking all fresh, very sparky. And I don't want to name names, but there were some very tired looking drivers yeah, at the I end know. of that race. Look, is it much more physical? It, I know I'm small n- n- and... But is it very fatigued. physical, much more physical, these cars? Mm, I don't know. Just maybe some people need to get I, some put a bit more work in.
6: You know, especially <laughs> there was one driver here in Red Bull Racing last year complaining of not having a drink bottle for the race and saying how hard and physical it was. And um, I ne- that was even, Checo
4: you know, in Austin, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, I never even <laughs> use a. Drinks we name names on this podcast. Yeah,
6: no, I don't. I don't even use a drink bottle. So imagine how tough it is for me, right? Now, now here comes Max.
4: Tell us about Air Max. Air Max? And,
3: th- and how do we get on this plane?
4: <laughs> uh, uh, you have to pay money. <laughs> Like Uh. everyone. (laughs) Well,
6: DC is the birthday boy, so he might get a discount. Max, I've got this. I mean, we are Dutch, but you know, we still understand. Max is a lot more of a businessman than everyone thinks. You know, he knows how to. Entrepreneur. He knows how to work his customers quite hard.
4: (laughs) I think there's going to be a good party tonight, Max.
6: No, we only have water on board, anyway. So we are we are really well-behaved professionals. Sometimes and um, yeah, Two weeks to recover
5: anyway. What does it matter? Yeah, exactly.
6: Yeah. <laughs> you need to enjoy I'm, life. I'm celebrating well. a P7. More than Max is going to celebrate a P1. You finished P7. The it's that's actually like, a good result. It's like a win for me,
3: right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Max, you deserve a good party. That was a great race.
6: A little bit, but long season ahead, then. So
4: yeah.
3: Yeah, but it must be a relief to get that first win on your belt.
6: Right, well, especially after Bahrain. But we always knew we had a competitive car, so it's just a bit painful of course what happened in, in Bahrain that you cannot have these points but we are back on track and yeah need to catch up
3: go on then off, off you hop yeah, off you hop great to see you don't, well done thanks a lot yeah, and thanks, thanks for your time everybody and thank you to Lee as well Lee
4: it's been great to have you on the show yeah will thank you come you. as
5: a guest again please I've loved this I, I mean do you know what I've loved the madness. When I listen to this, it all sounds very controlled and oh. professional. Seeing this, it's just yeah. been an absolute we- free-for-all. I'm, I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant.
4: Great stuff. Thank safe so travels. Bit.
5: Yeah, safe Thank home. So
4: A man who's not flying Air Max tonight is Adrian
7: Newey, or are you? Are you just going to be late? No, we're, uh, not with Max. We're, we're on our way back, but yes, uh, different plane.
3: Adrian, what a great result for the team today. I mean, it was, it was a shame for Checo, completely out of his hands, but for, for Max to uh, fight his weight, some brilliant moves as well with Charles Leclerc. Um, you must be delighted to see that result. Well, I
7: mean, I think, first of all, as you say, for Checo, it's such a shame. You know, controlling the race, very comfortable, and then um, just unfortunate the safety car, because otherwise it could have been the other way around. Uh, and yes, for Max, I mean, to, to kind of sit from fourth on the grid, very patient, drive, pick his way through. Um, for the team I think after the, the disappointment of the last weekend it's, it's kind of the little fillet that we needed.
4: Adrian, what about the racing? It's been tremendous the last two races. Have you seen anything like it? Do you believe that they are racing closer together and that we're going to have this kind of competitiveness all season?
7: Well, I think at the moment the lucky thing for Formula 1 is that we've got two teams, Ferrari and ourselves, who at the first couple of races have had very very similar performance and that's what's given the good racing obviously in terms of kind of the closest of the racing then I think generally the drivers do feel it's a bit easier to follow although Max was saying as you probably heard on the radio that he was finding he could only he could get to about two seconds certainly on the first stint and then he, he couldn't get any closer so I think everything's gone in the right direction the cars being so heavy makes them perhaps a little bit more difficult at, at times. But overall, as you say, it's been a, a brilliant couple of races.
4: And do you see the development plan for this car? Have, have you got it mapped out for the whole year in your head? You and the team, obviously. Or is the prescriptive nature of these regulations mean that actually you're going to get to a point where it's much harder to improve?
7: Inevitably, there's a big set of regulation changes like this, and you have a very steep curve initially, and that gradually... Over probably this season and following seasons, will start to ramp back, Will start to plateau out. That's that's the nature of any big regulation change. Obviously, this year's unusual compared to previous years because of the cost cap and the fact that then we've not only got to try to develop but develop within a, a tight budget, and that presents its own difficulties and challenges. But again, that's the same for everybody.
3: Adrian, you're so generous with your time, but I know that Christian and Helmut are waiting for you. Yeah, I better go. So you better run. Hey, Christian.
7: <laughs>
4: yeah. okay thank well, you so much and well guys. done
3: this weekend thank you brilliant
4: awesome awesome work thank you very much adrian this madness doesn't stop tonight does it pinks we've got we've had one person it after just gets another. better
3: and better actually because now we're joined by gunther steiner and gunther you must be well first and foremost hugely you relieved that Mick's okay but also getting in the points again
1: yeah, obviously,
2: it, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying I said it before, but I think we were pretty sure from last or from last weekend in Bahrain that the car is good, and we proved it here again. Obviously, the result was not as good as in Bahrain, but the most important thing was Mick was uh, safe yesterday after the accident, and uh, uh, today to make points again for the team is fantastic, uh, starting tense with a different strategy, getting unlucky, because we had a, a safety car out at the most inconvenient time for our strategy, but... We got luck a little bit afterwards with a few guys retiring. So you I you snuck
3: I, in there on lap 38 to for uh, the pit stop.
2: Yeah,
4: we, that was, was nice. a la a good call, or
3: oh, yeah, you know, yeah, great old call, talent, no, no, no
4: luck, old talent,
3: all
2: you
4: know. talent, Old talent. Günther, yeah. what sort of state was Kevin in at the end of the race? Because he was complaining about his neck oh, yes. after qualifying. So 50 laps. How
2: was he after him? Yeah, he was quite uh, sore. You know, I mean, uh, he didn't want he wanted to play it. You know. How we are, and uh, a Viking, you know. <laughs> I called him the Viking with the weak neck, you know. So, uh, uh, but uh, anyway, no, uh, he, was, uh, he was sore, and it's one of these things, especially on this racetrack with the high speed corners, you know. And uh, if you haven't driven one of these cars for a year, I think it is very demanding, you know. So,
3: that's his new to... Viking name, Iver Crickneck. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> very good, thanks Thank I very much. Love that. Thanks
3: very God. much. But just talking of uh, people's well being, I couldn't believe that Mick was able to be discharged from hospital last night. I mean, that's such a really, he didn't have concussion or anything.
2: It's quite amazing. You know, uh, obviously uh, they are very well trained and the cars are very safe. You know, these cars are very strong. And I think he was lucky also, uh, everything works when you side impact, uh, uh, reducing the, the force in it, it all worked perfectly. And you know? also, uh, but, but again, it's a good thing that it happens. So I'm very, very happy with that one. And the chassis is not this. There is damage to it, but it's not really big, the chassis. The rest of the car is broken, but not the chassis, you know. You will race that chassis again. Is that what you're suggesting? Absolutely. I mean, that chassis, uh, the side impact structures have to be changed. They did their job. They uh, they, they get destroyed by doing this. And otherwise, there is one little notch on it, which uh, can
4: be easily fixed.
3: That's amazing.
4: It's amazing.
3: Absolutely amazing.
4: Final one from us, we actually grabbed you as you're leaving the paddock, but how much longer do you think you guys can keep this run going? There's so much goodwill behind you in the paddock and, of course, in the grandstands as well, but realistically, what's possible?
2: Why should it stop? Now I'm asking you,
4: Dom the expert, why do you think we cannot keep it going? I'm asking, (laughs) I'm only asking the questions. It's just that when you look at resources, when you look at resources, you versus Ferrari and Red Bull and all those guys, Can you compete with them?
2: I mean... We are not competing in the moment against Ferrari or Red Bull, but uh, I think we can keep going where we are now. Obviously, the other ones will get closer, but with the budget cap in place, it's not like the good old days where you just throw money at that and you get uh, you keep on developing. We will develop and we will get better as well. So uh, I don't know, but it's it's a very uh, level playing field in the moment in the Formula One. And I think that was the intention of the financial regulations uh, to have a budget cap to achieve this, because it's much more interesting if people, smaller teams, which now can compete uh, 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 in the midfield uh, uh, and, and fight for points every weekend so I don't see obviously there will be a day where we fall back again and somebody else comes up you know like we fell back and then came back so but I think that's the whole idea of the budget cup that it is more
4: competitive between the teams do
3: you know what that is Gunther that is fighting talk fit for a viking
4: Come on. Uh, yeah. good. also that is incredibly reassuring because we've seen really good on-track racing so it seems like the new technical regulations are yep. working the financial regulations are working because it allows everybody to compete formula one is in a really good place at the minute isn't it
3: thank you so good, much for your time. it's fantastic well Stay done, done. so pleased thank for you. you guys
4: see you at the next one
3: well, now I'm absolutely delighted, as a football fan, to say we are joined by a Dutch footballing icon, Edgar Davids. I say we're joined by him. He's just stopped to do some more selfies.
8: Oi, Davids,
3: day. over here. So how are you? And, oh, okay. and you what go? brings you here?
8: Uh, like every, Everything uh, brings us here. Like the Formula One, I guess.
3: But you're spending a lot of time in the Middle East as well?
8: Yes, I live in uh, Dubai. Six years already. Wow. Left London and went to Dubai.
3: And uh, tell me about um, who you are supporting out here, because we're sitting here at Red Bull. Is that a clue? I mean, well, you would think <laughs> that uh, Max would be, but I know you're good mates with Lewis as well.
8: Good mates is a big word. Oh, well, come on. He's <laughs> but, mates with lots of but, people. No, but uh, no, I met him so many years ago, and for me, he's, uh, he's a guy also off the, off the racing court. You know, he's... Uh, He's impressive and he's, uh, he's a big personality and I think that is uh, that's the difference between him and the others. What about the Formula One? Are you, are you a massive fan? Edgar? I'm Just... not a massive fan because if I was a massive fan, I would know all the little tactics as well, but I'm, I appreciate it. and I watched it when Eddie was uh, still racing, Eddie Irvine. Eddie Irvine, go on. Now that was back that's in that, the day. That's my time. Yeah. <laughs>
3: How has Max been received in Holland? Obviously, it's a small nation and he's a big star. When we went to Holland last year for the race, we couldn't believe the vibe. I mean, it was just like party for four days straight. And there was a lovely energy about the place, but he was a superstar and actually we realized, why haven't we come racing here for 36 years? There's so many fans in Holland that love the sport.
8: No, but this is the thing, uh, He, his dad, actually you have to, you have to think about his dad, hyped us up for Formula One, you know, and and before was also a couple of other guys, but it was really his dad that really, uh, uh, you know, made us excited, uh, exciting for to watch Formula One. And then now his son is taking over and he really finished the job. And the thing is, it's it's the same as being a world champion uh, with with Holland with football. You know, it's 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 massive for such so, a so small country, and exactly what Max did is, is massive, and we, we will not forget what he's done.
3: Thank you Great for your time. To see you. yeah, Cheers,
8: mate.
4: Let's talk. I don't know, do we we call this Latin America now? Because Juan Forasoli's with us uh, from Fox, ESPN. ESPN? Fox, ESPN. Fox, ESPN.
9: Disney. More or less. It's getting bigger and bigger. (laughs) Disney, the world. Juan, it's great to have you with us. First up, Chaco Perez, that poll yesterday. Mega. Yeah, mega, mega. And so happy for him because I've been following him since junior categories and really. He was wishing for that, you know, that, that, that was the piece missing for him the, one, at one lap. He's very good on, on race with the tyres and everything, but that one lap was missing. And doing it here, in the fastest circuit of Formula One, dangerous, everything was fantastic, really. I was almost crying for it. <laughs> now, look, you are the
4: face, the voice of Formula One in Central America, Latin America. How important is Checo to your broadcasts?
9: Yeah, obviously, it's super important because also we have rebroadcast in the USA, Spanish speaking, in ESPN, and you know, it's big Mexicans everywhere, but in, in the states also, and in Mexico, it's Checo is a star, a legend. No, how do you call him in Abu Dhabi? You are a legend. You're <laughs> like yes, Max. Max, Max really, said on the radio. Really didn't he? is really really big, and I think he's leaving a legacy over there, and we all want him to do well. No? And
3: of course, the first Mexican to put it on pole. I mean, that's history being made right there.
9: Yeah, it took so long. He said that like a joke, no? Oh, it only took me a couple of years, eleven, <laughs> to really get a pole position and two and two hundred and fifteen races for that. But now maybe he changed a little bit that approach, and he, maybe he's going to be able because watching Chick on pole and Max in fourth position with the same car in a difficult racetrack give you a little bit of no. I don't know self-confidence if you can tell.
3: What I want to know is will Red Bull let him race? I mean, will Red Bull let him fight for a championship even?
9: Well, Teco, I mean, I know him very well. He's always going to express that he wants to fight for the championship. You never know. I think maybe this season with a lot of, a lot of maybe candidates for the title like Carlos Leclerc, maybe we have Russell and, and Lewis. It's it's a it's very mixed and you cannot Depending on only one driver you know because something happened and you you are putting all your money in one driver they have to leave let Checo try to win also because 23 races it's a lot and I think he have a chance now look if the team obviously at the end of the year is the fight between Checo and Max I don't know but who knows now look you hit on something that we haven't discussed yet
4: on the pod Uh, you mentioned Lewis Hamilton George Russell let's talk about them I mean that was not a weekend I was expecting from Mercedes I thought they would be the third fastest team but to see Lewis Hamilton qualifying 16th was that just the car or do we think Lewis was a little bit out of sorts as well
9: yeah I think so I mean everybody is expecting that Lewis with experience how fast he is last year he was very fast here also and like he was lost no no with no grip with no self-confidence he was he was I think with a setup or whatever it is, very strange to see him like that. It was very funny when he said, Bono told him you got a point for 10th position and he said, uh, it's a point <laughs> for that position. He's never been there. Yeah, it's been a while. Maybe it's good for him. No, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he resets a little bit. And George did a very good race. Also, he have a little bit bad luck today, no? Because if he was able to get inside in the pit lane with a Vitro safety car, maybe it was a good opportunity. They closed the pits, you know. <laughs> that is-
3: yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Toto had said before the race that this was a set of experiment that went wrong. And then when Lewis finally did get some grip with those hard tyres, because initially it wasn't there, he started to work his way through the field and, as you say, then got a bit of bad luck. It would be interesting to see how far he could have gone had he been able to get in when he wanted to. But he still was able to fight on those new mediums just enough to get into the points. I think, actually... All things considered, that was a kind of damage limitation. George Russell should be very proud of himself today.
9: Of course, and and Mercedes, they're second in the championship. Incredible, no? We're talking about Mercedes and whatever. I, I mean, okay, Red Bull, they TNF and, and Bar- Bahrain give you that position in the championship. But there's some point. Maybe, maybe Mercedes, I don't think it's going to be in Australia. But if you leave them a little bit more, they're going to find that solution. And we're going to have George and Lewis fighting like a tiger. I always, when I interview Lewis, he likes to call him the hunter, and today he was a hunter, you know? He was hunting for positions, and I think he did well. I think it was a very
4: interesting race for Mercedes, because he started on the grid, so he actually had to use the same setup that he struggled with yesterday in qualifying. He made it work, not sure how, but they will have learned a lot from yesterday to today, and I think that'll help just develop the car as we go to Australia and then particularly when we come back to Europe I think Imola we're going to see yeah. big changes on that car and uh, we could see Mercedes uh,
9: I mean can you imagine a six car fight for the lead like <laughs> yeah that's it good. could happen yeah it could happen that's why uh, maybe when, I don't know McLaren we were after the test in Barcelona everybody's saying oh McLaren's third in the championship or what they're going to be fighting maybe they also recover but I think if we have six drivers fighting for every single race, it would be great. What I like it because Max say now when you're close to another car, you get a good exit, and that we didn't see it that much before. We see maybe DRS one time, but not fighting with a DRS, thinking when to brake before not to give the DRS. Lewis did the same with Kevin. No, he overtook him in the in the second DRS, but then when they go to the straight, Kevin took it on, and then the other left around he said i'm not gonna t- overtake him yeah. here i'm gonna wait for the the straight i mean it's fant- fascinating yeah. i think
4: yeah. yeah and having the drs line before the final corner <laughs> is fascinating because yeah. we see that cat and mouse don't we between the drivers look
3: can i talking of cat and mouse can we talk about alpine for a moment because oh. i absolutely loved it and i thought that maybe fernando might have come out and been a bit grumpy and had a few strong words for his teammate he said to me in the pen i loved it i absolutely loved it it was fair hard racing it's what people want to see and actually let's see more of it
9: yeah i mean fernando obviously he likes it because it's challenging at one point i don't know if it was too fair if i'm a otmar soft now it was like you know oh again because remember that pink cars fighting for position with stevan and one and chicken another didn't oh, finish Spa, very, yeah. do you remember? Yes. Spa, uh, Azerbaijan. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a couple of races. They, they went over the limit. And you don't want that in the team. But Fernando loves fe- fighting, no? And he was ahead after that, I don't know, fighting for positions. The, uh, he had to um, retire. But anyway, I think Fernando, ov- obviously, because he retired. If Esteban will be in the front, I don't know if he will say that. But I, I agree with you. He likes to fight.
3: I did worry at one stage, though, it might take too much out of both of them, particularly yeah. their tyres, and then they'd be regretting it. But they just want to get out there and have a tussle, don't they?
9: Yeah, and for one moment in the race, it was the battle to watch. Everything in yeah. the front was very far, did difference between the leaders, and then we have to catch up, bought us to the Alpines. It was very nice, I think. We deserve that show in the the race. And they've got a proper car this year,
4: Alpine, haven't they? They were quick in Bahrain. This is a completely different racetrack here. It's much faster. And they were quick again. So different downforce levels, they are delivering. So I don't think Fernando Alonso is going to win the World Championship, but I think we could see him get back on that podium like he did in Qatar many times this year.
9: Yeah, and Qatar after Qatar was this race and Esteban, at one point he led oh. the race, remember? So close. And so close to the podium also. Yeah. And I mean, both drivers well very well here and in Qatar. I hope the only thing I'm not worry, but the only two cars with two uh, Renault engines, you know, you don't have another car to have an input or, or information. And if you have a problem like Alonso, you only have one car with an engine to know what's going on. But I think we're going to enjoy Maybe it will be great to have eight drivers fighting for this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end up with 20 points uh, soon, aren't yeah. we? Now, we've, we've sort of mentioned Charles Leclerc, obviously, so far this evening, but Ferrari, my God, isn't it great to have them back, properly back? This isn't a, you know, one race up, one race down. They are consistently quick now,
9: aren't they? I think
3: we said, didn't we, last week, well, one swallow doesn't make a summer, yeah. but here we go, yeah. we've got two back-to-back <laughs> races and yeah. they're on the podium again
9: yeah and when we saw for first time the car we say wow it's nice then we see the side part of rebel wow and then mercedes say well ferrari get it wrong i <laughs> got it wrong and then at the end of the day they were the fastest guy and the the engine is incredible because alfa romeo fighting there kevin with a uh, has really ferrari have a very step forward with the engine but i think overall the all the package of ferrari is very good they, they manage very well the tires. They use more downforce and, yeah, and they're quick also. I think it's so great to see Ferrari back again. And what happened in the last few years, we, nobody wants to see Ferrari there, yeah. no? Yeah. And Char is one of my, my favorite drivers because his personality, oh, uh, he's, he, he fights for everything, but he's always, oh, how you did? Oh, I'm disappointed. But you won the race. Oh, yeah, but I make a mistake. You know, he's very harsh on himself, but he's learning every time and see Max. And Charles fighting equally is fantastic. I
4: thought he was really smart today. Really smart racing, racing driver. Yeah. yeah. And yes. I think if there hadn't been that yellow flag into turn yeah. one, yeah. on was it lap 48? I
3: think he agrees as well. Yeah.
4: I think he would have been in good shape to go back into the lead.
3: Can I also say how polite and charming he is in the pen as well? Whatever kind of race he has, he's never moody or sulky. He just answers very politely.
9: You know, I I don't like to... Say personal stuff maybe it's not the moment but you know once my, my mother died a couple of years ago and he sent me a, a message you know saying I'm sorry for what happened to you I mean maybe because it was close to Azerbaijan where his father died but to receive a Ferrari driver message and I approached him and say listen I don't know if it was your you know your community manager no no I did it myself because I saw you your tweet you know it's human and uh, it's human yeah. I, I think he's a, a great driver's fantastic but you have to have also that nice human part Mm. and i love
4: this battle between him and max as well oh yeah it goes back to when they were karting 12
9: 15 years ago and it it's just great to see it isn't it i don't know with lewis he was more i think so no because more aggressive no max was more aggressive you think Yeah, with lewis i think so here he was battling with him but very fair was the battle that's why I'll say to to Max congratulate him was very fair I don't know
3: maybe it's because they do know each other so well and they have grown up together maybe with Lewis they were just feeling their way with each other they didn't quite know how to respond to each other through the year and then it got increasingly well it ramped up didn't it throughout the year
9: yeah and you are fighting for your first championship you know that the other guy is seven time world champion and you want to you know yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And then maybe it's that guys guys
4: guys If those two, if Charles and Max are are, are fighting for the World Championship and we're three races from the end of this season,
9: I think that could get quite spicy, couldn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they did that in karting. They fight in karting. And I think Charles, he said after Bahrain, I also am aggressive. You know, it's not only uh, Max and he proved it. And very smart driver. Both drivers are mega, mega drivers. Yeah. Well, it's been
4: a wonderful saudi arabian grand prix just so exciting there's one more story i would definitely would love to hear from you pinks
3: well i just want to give a shout out to pierre gasly because for the last 15 laps of that race he had a stabbing pain in his intestine and we're all saying what physical race it was but he was in absolute agony for the last part of that race poor yeah. chap he needs to go and wrap himself up and look after and himself.
9: he's a very fit driver one when when, of when you see it physically he's a very fit and how he trains and you know that everything he does and but it was a hard race for everybody I mean even Charles Leclerc was very sweaty yes and Valtteri and it's not, was it's puce. not that hot like last year here oh, no, last but it's, year it's was,
3: intense out it's there intense. isn't it I think and that's what George said to me as well is that the concentration level left him yeah. exhausted 27 corners the fastest street circuit huge amount at stake Valtteri honestly was puce I thought he might <laughs> pop in the pen he looked I was like thin. I mean he was hot under the collar.
4: Oh poor Pierre. Gosh.
3: Get well soon, Pierre.
4: Get well soon, Pierre.
3: Thank you for your company. Hey. okay. Hey,
4: Thank fine. you. But, but, I love it. Will you
3: well, come back again?
4: Obviously. Hey, before you go, who is your driver of the day?
9: Driver of the day. Oh, that would be unfair to say Checo because he didn't finish in the position I want. But I he proved that starting from pole position. He kept uh, both Ferraris behind. He did a good margin. I cannot give him the driver of the day, but was in one point. Oh, it's gonna be the driver of the day. And I would say Max. I would say Max because he got the opportunity and he, yeah, he grabbed it. And Max is like that. You don't have to leave him one little piece, space or whatever because he's gonna go for it. And I think it's he just have to be the driver today.
3: But have
4: you told what's your who was your driver? No, I, today? I'd agree
3: with that summary, actually. I know that sounds like a lazy conclusion to come <laughs> to. That I'm just stealing all your points. Plagiarism is yeah. the highest form of flattery, after all. But I think Charles was brilliant. But um, yes, but for those yellow flags, you know, we might be yeah. saying something different. But Max needed this win, it was a crucial one at this stage of the season for him, and it just spices everything up brilliantly heading into Melbourne. Does indeed. So I am off now to get on a plane. And go back and see my children and get my nose right in that little crease in both their necks. It smells so good. Cannot wait.
4: Oh, pinks. Pinks look safe travels. Thank you. Uh, you too.
3: And thanks for a great weekend.
4: It's been great. And, and thank you for listening, everybody, at home.
3: F1 Nation is produced by Formula One and Audio Boom Studios.